Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Stuart Crawford, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bulletproof Business Radio, brought to you on the blogtalkradio.com network. And uh, welcome back. We've been away for the last few weeks, different things going on around the neighborhood and community. And, uh, yeah, we're excited to get back on the air this week with another great episode. And we're going to talk a little bit about marketing this week. We have a, what I think one of the best marketing gurus in Calgary on, uh, on the line with us today. And I've known uh, Sydney for a little while, but uh, we'll get to her in a second. I'd like to welcome you again once, uh, to Bulletproof Business Radio. Uh, we're out here most Fridays at noon. If you miss an episode here and there, you can always go back to our site at radio.bulletproofit.ca, download any of our past episodes and listen to them in the comfort of your, your home, on your iPod, on your Microsoft Zoom, in the comfort of your car while you're stuck in traffic. Wherever you need to, you can find uh, comfort in Bulletproof Business Radio to give you, uh, you know, leading-edge stuff around uh, business here in Alberta, uh, Red Deer, Calgary, wherever you are in the world, actually, we, with the, with the uh, Bulletproof Business Radio on blogtalkradio.com. We can go worldwide. That's definitely broadcasting uh, worldwide here on the Internet. Anyway, our show is 30 minutes in length, and we're going to get right to it this week. And uh, our show is brought to you by Bulletproof, business, uh, Bulletproof IT, Bulletproof Infotech, leaders in small business IT consulting in Calgary and Red Deer. So, of course, uh, they're named the shows after. Anyway, let's get back on track. And Stuart Crawford here, and we're going to be. I want to introduce my good friend Sydney Stephen from Strategies for Success, longtime marketeer, uh, duct tape marketing guru, Sydney that you are. Tell us a little about yourself, and um, you know, and you have a tie to Red Deer as well, don't you? I I do have a tie to Red Deer. That's my hometown. And in fact, speaking of radio, my my father actually founded two of the radio stations in Red Deer. Well, that's great. So, so we some, there's, con, there's common uh, ground here for the uh, markets that we serve plus uh, the uh, the talk for today. So tell us a little yourself. How did you get into marketing, Sydney, and you know what what is uh, Strategies for Success all about? Well, <clears throat> I won't get too far back into how I got started in marketing, except to say it, was, it probably started when I was about five, Stuart. I think a, a lot of times, you know, most entrepreneurs and business owners can can go back to their childhood and see some of those first entrepreneurial streaks. And for me, uh, Lemonade was definitely a, a, a great little booming business. But really, I remember getting my start taking some greeting cards that my my brother had actually ordered in the back of some comic book, and never got around to selling. And I thought, well, that sounds like a great little place for me to make some money. And and I remember learning how and when, what time of the day, what to say, who to, who who I had the best luck with. And um, so anyway, I followed that pers- that pursuit obviously into university, got my marketing degree, and actually started with some pretty big blue chip companies, uh, Quaker Oats, and overseas I was also with one of the biggest tour operating companies in the world. And then ended up back here in Canada about, oh gosh, I guess about 15 years ago now. And went from marketing with really big companies who had big budgets and did what I call textbook marketing to companies, they were, they were actually, it was a startup tour operator uh, that I started with when I first came back with very little money and no product. And so the marketing was very different. 
very different. And, of course, as you know, with the, with the IT side, too, Stuart, and I know even with your own savviness in this area, I mean, marketing has changed drastically in the last... Oh, I'm tell me about it. Oh. The, the days of, uh, you know, big billboards and ads on the side of the bus and uh, even, you know, the yellow page ads we could pay thousands of dollars for, I, I think they're starting to... Uh, I wouldn't say they've totally gone away, but there's new tools that we should be aware of, and uh, we can, we're, you and I are going to have a sh- uh, an interview on August of, or August the 12th about that, so we'll, we can make some more information available about that in, the, in your programs here near the end of the, the show. But definitely marketing has changed uh, quite significantly in Sydney over the last, uh, even the last several years. Uh, one of the things we want to talk about today is the importance of drip uh, marketing versus, you know, I love the title, are you dripping or dropping? Uh, I think if I go on a limb here, I think a number of small business owners are dropping more than they're dripping. Definitely, definitely. You know, and, and it comes back again to what I'll call that old school thought. And, you know, in the olden days, I don't know if you remember this, Stuart, but I remember <clears throat> someone telling me that when you went networking, just as an example, you should just have the, you know, what was it? it, was like the one-foot rule where anybody that was within one feet from you, you should shove a business card at them. And it was very much an aggressive, hard-sale approach. And the view was is that, you know, if you were a hard-enough sell really quickly – that you know you could close enough business and and that even goes back to the old mentality of cold calling in the olden days and that was fine when people were not exposed to so many options to so much medium but these days people are getting cynical uh, they are being a little choosier and savvier in their choices of what they're going to purchase and so now it is very much about building that know like and trust they say in the olden days you know you speed three touches before someone would buy from you I think the biggest number I've seen so far comes from Jay Levinson with Gorilla Marketing, and he's actually got it at 27 touches. So I think most people are just giving up way too soon. Well, I think uh, I think that's a huge number for a lot of people. I read something once, Sydney. I think maybe I read it or I was at a, a conference once, and they mentioned that after five to six opportunities to engage with a prospect. One percent or five percent of the original players that were in the game are no longer uh, playing because they've simply given up and moved to the next team, trying to pick the low-hanging fruit. Yeah. And those that those that have some longevity and persistence end up winning a majority of the business. Do you, do you see that? I see that, and I think that they're also very different types of clients. When when I talk to my clients and say, okay, tell me about the low-lying fruit or the one that that came on board with you really quickly, a lot of times they say that that client is a high-maintenance client. In other words, you know, they're not not their most profitable client. They tend to come on board. They can be sometimes really needy because they're in such a desperate situation, and they 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 aren't necessarily the person that they're looking for, but they just keep going for that low-lying fruit, like you said. When you can build the relationships and you, when you can really target the value client and build that relationship and hang in there until that person is ready to buy from you and that person now values you because they've gotten to know, like, and trust you, they, the, the statistics and even just from talking again to real-life business owners, they, they say usually those clients are their, their profitable clients, their long-term clients, um, and those are the ones that they want more of. So definitely, you know, having that, that longer, maybe it's a longer sales cycle. I, I still think it's just a really a communication and follow-up system does produce much more bountiful flu, fr- uh, fruit. Well, let me kind of see if I can squash a myth here. 
Now, I've, I've been to some talks where they, they tell us that we should stop chasing those, uh, those deals. And, that, and I've actually looked at success where people I've known for three to five years eventually have come on board with a client and been, and been some of our best clients, like you mentioned. Yeah. But, you know, if you go to, if you go to some information sessions, they stop chasing those and go after the ones that you can immediately win with. The yep. problem we hear from you is those ones that you can build uh, that trust. And I, and I talk about the know, like, and trust as well quite a bit. But those, uh, that know and like and trust relationship could take several years to develop. Uh, and may, I think people's attention fans uh, are a lot shorter than that. Oh yeah, I think you're right. And and I would my answer to that that question too is, is really to go for both of them. Um, so what happens is you're going to get those people who come in immediately, no different than the old cold calling tactic. You know when they said go call, go call ten people and one of them will probably agree to an appointment. It you know the 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 fact is is some people from a timing aspect happen to be looking for what you are offering right this very second. And that doesn't matter if you're a product or a service. So be those people that need what you have to offer right now. Um, but then down the road, um, if you give up on all those other contacts that you've made and assume that they're not going to buy from you because they didn't buy in the beginning, you're probably missing out on, well, the statistics show somewhere up to 80% of your sales. Yeah, that's, uh, that's quite a big number. Uh, it's a so big number. You, you've got some strategies that you can share with, uh, with us today about how to effectively keep in touch with people while we're chasing some of that low-hanging fruit. I mean, we've all heard of drip marketing campaigns. Yep. Um, but yours, I think, takes us a little bit deeper than just a simple marketing campaign. Well, you know, it's funny. I, I love to watch the, I'll call it the transition in marketing or the trends in marketing. And, you know, you think back, Stuart, you and I aren't that old. I like to think we're not that old. But, you know, certainly 10 years ago, when, when you were receiving information from, from companies, a lot of it was, of course, all either via the mediums like the TV, the radio, or it was something that we called mail. It came in a post box. And it might have come over the phone, but there was certainly not a lot of email 10 years ago when it came to how people stayed in touch with individuals. Now, of course, that trend has gone completely the opposite, where people are relying heavily on email. And, in fact, I believe we've gotten to the point where we're just about relying too heavily on email. When, I, when I'm dealing with a lot of clients these days, they've become a little too comfortable behind their desk. I, and that's why I say they're, they're not getting out like they used to, and they are, they're assuming that they can just can build that relationship via, via email and e- email technologies. Somewhere along the spectrum of, you know, no email and 100% email is probably where the right answer lies to to develop those relationships. So I'd say from a strategy standpoint, um, you know, there's definitely a couple of key elements that can can really garner a lot more sales for individuals. Well, I know I can speak from experience myself, Sydney, that I've kind of gone away from, you know, I, I would say three or four or five years ago, I was really starting to get, dig this email thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually starting now to look at different strategies uh, other than email to keep in touch with people, like the old-fashioned putting a 53-cent stamp or 54-cent stamp, whatever it is today, on an envelope and putting it in the mail. Yeah, I mean, you think about it. How much do you actually receive in your mailbox these days? I mean, it can actually stand out because there's so little coming into the mailbox. 
And, you know, even more so is that personalized touch when it includes your something that you've either handwritten or you've signed or maybe just even a personal note in there. And like you said, to see a stamp on the outside of an envelope is, you know, people are excited. I get excited when I, I get something in the mail, don't you? I mean, especially if it's got a stamp and it's got my name on it. Um, you know, I'm thinking, oh, what's inside this? So it's a great technique. Yeah, as long as it doesn't have a window on it and has the word Visa written on the front, I'm always <laughs> excited. Yeah, we don't like those ones. So, Cindy, tell me, you know, share with us some of the, uh, the strategies you do in your, in your business on, you know, keeping in touch with people. What are some of the tactics or even, you know, from a strategic level, you know, when you meet, say you meet, you meet me for the first time, what, are, what kind of process do I go through in your system so that you keep in touch with me? That is, that's a great question. Um, well, I'm going to start by, by, by changing mindsets. So first thing I'm, I'm going to suggest is that when people go out, and, and whether that be via personally networking or they could be going out still and advertising, it could be online. Um, it could be through a Google AdWord. It could be through an e-newsletter. Uh, it could be through a medium, you know, like the newspaper or magazine or radio. Um, but whatever way you're going out there to increase awareness for your company is is to understand that really what you're looking for is a lead. And the only exception to that rule to me is if you have a consumable product that, that people impulse buy. And in that case, you have a very, very short sales cycle. But assuming that, you know, probably a lot of your listeners, Stuart, are, 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 have a longer sales cycle or um, it's just not something that people are going to make a decision on really quickly, like a lollipop or, a, you know, some butter, then, you know, they do need to, to, to change their mindset and say, okay, let's see how many leads we can get. Because if I work on how many leads I need to convert – then I can kind of get control over my marketing. A lot of my the ads I read, a lot of the approaches I see from individuals is one to shove a sale down my throat instead of trying to capture a lead. And so when I say capture a lead, that means that you, that you are somebody who I would think is a qualified person that I want to do business with and that you are giving me permission for one reason or another, to stay in touch with you. And, and hopefully you're showing some interest in my product. So tip number one that I would say to people when they're going out there networking or when they're putting an ad out there is to use what's, what's commonly referred to as a two-step campaign. And the, the two-step campaign means that first initial step out to, to networking um, in an ad is to offer something that causes people to give you inf their information and say, yes, I'm interested. So that's why you'll see a lot of trials. Um, I've used that term before. It was something that was uh, coined by trend watching, which is the trisumer. And we all want to be able to, to try what you have to offer. So can you um, offer a free session, a free, um, maybe it's a how-to guide on how to do something, can you even give a free trial of your product or your service? And so if I'm interested in what it is you're doing, chances are I will take you up on that free offer. So a lot of times, as you know, Stuart, I mean, I will say to people, I will happily give them a 30-minute free marketing session, and I, I always say to them, and I will not try and sell you, it is a 30-minute marketing session. And the idea is, is that um, until somebody knows what I'm about, how can they possibly make that decision? But nobody's going to take me up on a marketing um, session like that unless they are a qualified customer. 
Um, so I like to have lots of free offerings, you know, whether that be something like that or, or you know, of course, marketing tips, whatever, what different offerings um, that someone might be interested in who's a qualified offer. If they give me their email address, their phone number, they book an appointment, I now have the information to do step number two, which is to stay in touch with them on a regular basis and educate them on my, my services so that I can build that no like, and trust factor so that, and I think this is the key, when they're ready and when they trust you enough, they will buy from you. And the difference, of course, is that that person values, values what you do a lot more and they also are extremely educated in what you do. So the idea that there would be misconceptions of what your offer is, it goes down dramatically. So that would be my first tip is to, to go to a networking event instead of just trying to shove your business down your throat is you know offer them something for free. Well, I think that's a, a great uh, tip there, Sydney, was you know, even at networking events, and I'm sure we all go to our chambers of commerce and you know, different organizations, and, you know, we've all had this experience, and maybe even the people listening may be the ones that are going, you know, that's me. Uh, when you're going networking, it's not about who can I sell in the room. It's how can I tap into those people that this person has that know, like, and trust, and and, win, and, and create that relationship so I can easily tap into that uh, circle of influence that that other person has. I think too many times... Uh, people are at networking and trying to sell those at an attendance when it should be to get to know them so they feel and build that relationship so they feel uh, confident enough to refer your services on to those people that know, like, and trust them. Yeah, that's a great point. Great point. So you you, you have a – that was tip number one. Uh, what, is, what is tip number two, and, uh, you know, is it something we can easily put into uh, practice today? Tip number two is, in my view, is to understand the buying pattern of your client. So, you you know, typically if you have ever met somebody and sat down with them for the first time and had coffee and they start asking you questions about your business, are you paying attention to what those questions are? So, you know, when somebody comes to your site, when somebody meets with you, um, and they're interested in what your product or service is. They're looking for certain information. So, so my my next tip is: Do you know what that information is, and are you presenting that to them? So, obviously, take a lot of looks. On, take a look at your website. If you collect your statistics, look at the information that they are going to primarily to find out about your products and services. And when you are doing a two-step type of campaign or a drip campaign, really what we want to do is we want to we want to set that campaign up to deliver that person that information now. So if I know what your buying pattern is, I might send you, first of all, you know, a synopsis. It could be possibly a synopsis of what it is we have to offer. But chances are, even before that, it's why this is important for your business. So it might be sending them some information as to why this is important, how it can improve their business, how it can make a difference, or how, you know, and it's not always business. If your end user is a customer, then it's how this can improve your life, your relationship, you know, whatever that might be. Um, so when you know that the information they need, it's much easier to develop that ongoing communication campaign and continue to deliver them valuable information, valuable touches, valuable trial products, invitations to events, because you know you know what it is that they're, they're looking for in the buying pattern. So tip number two to me is, is understanding the decision-making or buying pattern of your client. So here's, here's a question for you, Sydney, about uh, understanding the buying, power, uh, the buying pattern for your client. Is even for those who have been doing business with uh, you for 
a number of years, uh, I think it's probably a safe assumption to make that you don't assume that everything that you offer uh, your clients are going to want to uh, buy right away. Do you recommend that uh, that the smallest of companies, the biggest companies, create some kind of council or advisory group that lets them get the pulse of what people are looking for out there in the marketplace? Yeah, actually, one of one of my favorite techniques is to take some of your ideal, most profitable, profitable clients, invite them for lunch or dinner. And you know what? The, the biggest cost you'll have is the cost of the dinner. And what I what I also think is your other biggest cost and best investment is a great facilitator. And you you say, look, we will buy you a fabulous lunch, fabulous dinner for your time. Um, you'll get to meet some other fantastic people like yourself. But when they come in there, really what the facilitator is going to ask them is really that one question. If you were running my company or if you were marketing my company, what would you do differently? What would you change? And what would you keep? And listen to what your customers have to say. And they'll tell you nine times out of ten, you know, what they love, what they value about your, 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 your company, what they wish you would offer. So it might be, be new product offerings. Um, usually there's great insight into how they ended up doing business with you. A good facilitator can draw that information out of them. And so the, the understanding is just rich, and the ideas you'll get about product development are fabulous. I mean, that's a great, uh, a great uh, uh, activity that most companies should be looking at doing. And actually, I won't say most. I think all companies should be doing. And we've actually sat on a few ourselves uh, at advising companies like Microsoft and uh, SonicWall, HP, Dell, on uh, what companies like us are looking for. And you know, the next thing I get out of that, Sydney, is this: is I can sit across the table from a peer, and and they may have a service that I'm not even completely aware about. And I go, you know, I don't even, I didn't even know you guys did that. And of course, I can take that back to my office and put it to practice right away. And I think that can think, because one of the challenges we have as entrepreneurs and business owners is, you know, we we sometimes forget to mention all of our services to our, our to our clients. So I think an advisory council or something like that is a good way to uh, to let everybody make everybody aware or share the knowledge or have other people share their knowledge. But one of the things that you know in a drip campaign. Uh, you always you mentioned education and talking yeah. about uh, you know things in the market that may interest them. When should you start putting your salesperson hat on and actually you know putting some offers uh, on the uh, I mean whatever a direct mail piece or email or a social media uh, post or whatever? When should you put a call to action that you want them to come and buy something from you? Okay, now that is, thank you, that is the best question. And I think it's the one that gets a lot of people hung up on, you know, when they're developing developing even a drip campaign. So, you know, just I'm just going to back up a little because some people say, what is a drip campaign? So, you know, obviously a drip campaign is, is um, having continuous touches with someone who you consider as a qualified lead. And to me, the idea of a good drip campaign is to move them through your funnel to a sale. And the one thing is, I don't know about you, Stuart, but I've, I've certainly done my share of, of marketing classes and sales, sales courses and sales training where, you know, they kind of make it sound like you have to go from step one to step two to step three. But you know what? In reality, most people do not act that way in your funnel. They can go from step one all the way to a sale. They can go from step one to two to all the way of a sale. They can go from step one to three all the way to a sale. They, they're all over the place in that funnel. It's, like, it's kind of reminds me of a tornado and they're 
they're just flying around in there somewhere. And at some point, they'll drop to the bottom. But, it, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be in a timely fashion that that happens. So to me, you want to be, be always giving them the opportunity to act um, throughout your entire drip campaign. So, for instance, you could do something like start off with, well, you know, it was really great to meet with you. You know, I'd love to get together with you and, you know, find more ways that we could work together. might be, a, you know, a great first touch for, for many businesses. Um, and, hey, you know, while you're at it, why don't you check out my free report or have you signed up for this? You know, you can always do a different offer, and I think that goes back to your previous question too. You know, when you have different products and different services, why not um, offer those different offerings throughout your campaign? Now, if um, you, you need to qualify them further to determine which area they would go, I, like for instance, I have a client who deals with sort of overall health and wellness, and so she has clients that will be interested in the environmental side of that, uh, some that will be interested in the physical side of their wellness, others that will be interested in the mental side of their their wellness. So those things vary. And so she she needs to determine which area they're the most interested in. But the fact is, is that somebody who's interested in physical wellness could very well be interested in her environmental, you know, overall wellness as well. So being able to obviously target the area that they're most interested in, but then also cross-sell or upsell those individuals to some of your other areas is, is, is a great technique to build throughout your campaign. And I think most people think for some reason that they can only do one offer. Um, you know, that if, if I'm sending you out an email and, and you say no to coffee, well, then it's over. But it's not over. Um, you know, you can you can offer coffee on the first one. If they, they don't take you up on coffee, you can certainly still drive them to the website. Uh, you can have another touch, obviously, that could come via the email, um, or sorry, via mail that maybe has a sample of something in there. You can have another step where you call and do a survey. So t- and I'll, uh, that, to me, is, is really a tip number three, and it's a major tip when you're developing something like a drip campaign, is to make it multi-pronged. Don't stick just to email people. Some people don't ever read it or get stuck in their spam folder. Um, they've blocked you, but they could also be more phone people or they could be more mail people. So make it multi-pronged. I guess that's a good approach, uh, Sydney, is uh, we need to look at different ways to reach out to people and... Uh, yeah, having different avenues uh, or entries in uh, is definitely uh, a good strategy. Because I know for myself that I get hundreds of emails a day, and it's impossible for me to focus on every single one. They, I mean, my clients need, the company needs to come first, and if I get around to it, then I look at other people's emails. But, you know, when I'm actually out there looking for information, uh, you know, I'll search uh, blogs, I'll search, you know, websites, but you know, we mentioned uh, you know people call me and uh, if I you know if I allow them to the gatekeeper, uh, or they send me a letter, it could be another way in, and it uh, and it's a good I find it's a good icebreaker uh, and an invite. Now the successful ones that get through to me anyway are the ones that have an invite to uh, talk, and it's you know there's a value there for me to uh, to chat with them. You know we're running we're running close on uh, the end of our time here, Sydney. So maybe just to kind of wrap up. You know, uh, is there anything that we that you wanted to address that we haven't had a chance to uh, uh, during our call today? 
well, the only other step I would say is that when, and this is, again, going back to the, sort of the end of your drip campaign, so assuming you've come up with some steps that you would like to, to send people on a regular basis, really the last step on that is to make sure you automate it. Um, I, most people tell me that they know exactly what they need to do with a drip campaign, but when they get busy, they drop the ball. And these days there's great software out there that will allow you even to do multi-pronged. We're, we're beta testing one right now called SwiftPage, and it is so cost affordable for small businesses. And and it's you know it, there's no reason these days not to take the time to automate some of your drip campaigns. And it, not only for prospects but also for customers to enrich the experience, to work as a part-time customer service rep for you when you can't afford to bring that person on board. You know to be that live customer service rep or sales rep. To automate something like these drip campaigns is, is absolutely, to me, a must. And it, it allows that consistency in your marketing that, you know, we're always trying to build. And we, we, we definitely preach is marketing should be systematic. It's more likely to get done. So automate it would be my last, my last uh, tip before we wrap today. <laughs> yeah, well, systems, and, systems and processes are, uh, are, are critical to success. And, I mean, uh, what I found, I used to be one of those guys that were going to shoot from the hip and, you know, I, I would do things when I got around to it. But I tell you, as I slowly uh, transform myself into somebody that has some sort of systems and processes in place, I can always say, wow, what a difference. You know, our newsletter goes out on, on time, phone calls are made. It's just remarkable. And you can always turn to, uh, to Sydney or even you know, for a guidance on that or if you're looking at what system to, uh, to deploy, this is where Bulletproof Infotech can come in and help you as an IT provider and business advisor with technology, uh, definitely help you with that. So, Sydney, you know, we didn't get a chance to tell you what your website and, and how people can get in touch with you if they want to uh, learn more about the services you offer. And tell us about some of your upcoming events that the people can get a, uh, come on and experience you, uh, you know, in, in the flesh. Because I tell you, once I went to your marketing seminar, I don't go to any other ones now. Aww. Thank you. That, that's always lovely to hear. And, of course, we, we marketers love to hear that, too. <laughs> uh, the, the website is strategiesforsuccess.ca. It is full of, of free resources. So we've done. Uh, there's a lot of articles on there, and um, you know we are we we do a lot of article writings for some pretty pretty big online publications these days. So I hope you enjoy those, and I recommend that you use our free resources wherever you can. Um, obviously, I, I continue to do that every two weeks through our biweekly marketing tips. So for those of you that are looking for savvy, sort of cost-effective, trendy ways to to market, that's a great resource, and you can find that obviously on the website as well. Uh, you're actually coming up, Stuart. Uh, we, we have a little tiny program called the Marketing Multivitamin which is kind of a mini marketing program at $39 a month. And we bring experts in, and we also give you action steps to do every week to get your, move your marketing forward at a really budget, budget-minded level. And, and a lot of people love this marketing multivitamin. And once a month we bring in an expert, so we've got you coming in, Stuart, because you're definitely one of those people that I look at for giving me the real experience on Twitter. I'm not interested so much in my in my life on theory. I'm interested in practicality, and so I, you're going to be coming up in a couple of weeks on that, so I'm looking right, forward yeah. to it. And then we do our seven steps to marketing success, which is one of our very popular um, information sessions, and that's coming up on August 20th as well. And it is free, but we do ask for a donation. We donate all the money to charity, and it's a great networking opportunity to meet some other fabulous people 
uh, find out some of the key elements you should have in a marketing system. And, and then obviously we share some of our, our upcoming uh, workshops that will be happening in, in September as well. So lots coming up. Uh, September we've got Sean Duperon coming in. She's going to be doing a, a session with my clients on um, pitching to the media. So that'll that'll be coming up on our website really soon as well. And we've got a couple of other really good tactical workshops coming up in the fall with some, some leading-edge experts as well. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's great. So we're officially out of time. We actually stopped streaming uh, live on the Internet now. So people are getting this on the MP3 later on the download. I've got all this great information. So, Sydney, thanks very much for, uh, for joining us today. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. And I look forward to uh, sitting down and talking to you prior to August the 12th. Yes, absolutely. And thank you. Oh, thank you. So uh, have a great uh, long weekend, and we'll talk to you uh, in the next uh, few days. Sounds good. Thanks, Stuart. So thanks, everyone, for, uh, I guess, we're stopped streaming now, for downloading and listening to uh, Bulletproof Business Radio this week. Uh, my name is Stuart Crawford, and we'll sign off uh, for this week. Watch our uh, website at radio.bulletproofit.ca for all our upcoming shows and uh, some interesting stuff. If you'd like to come and share your story, feel free to email us at, at info at bulletproofit.ca. We'll uh, try to get you on to our program here. Uh, This is Stuart Crawford signing off. Have a great August long weekend. We'll talk to everybody soon.